Hello, everyone. This is Elizabeth Duar, the Executive Director of the Benicia Historical Museum at the Camel Barns. We are today continuing our COVID quarantine CamelCast series with Jim Lessinger, who joins us once again. Jim, great to have you back. As the museum's research historian, I know you have a vast storehouse of knowledge on all things Benicia, and you once mentioned an interesting factoid about President Lincoln enjoying a book that talks about Benicia. In fact, apparently he found it so amusing that he insisted on reading the pertinent passages out loud to dinner guests at the White House. Can you tell us about the book and what it contains? I seem to remember that it was a work of satire and that it purports to be a diary or journal of some kind as written by a fictional character named Professor John Phoenix. Well, that's right, Elizabeth. And this is one of three confirmed direct items which link Abraham Lincoln to the city of Venetia. Really? Three? Please tell us about the other two connections. I think we'll leave the subject of the book aside for the moment. Well, the first is the signature on an 1862 document which formally conveyed the arsenal land to the United States Army. And this was necessary after the Branshaw Suskow debacle in which General Vallejo lost title to the land in a Supreme Court case. Yes, the Benicia Arsenal property, which became the first Army Ordnance facility west of the Mississippi pre-statehood and is the actual location of the very buildings in which the museum is housed today. What is the second item connecting Lincoln to Benicia? Well, President Lincoln signed an 1863 warrant approving the death sentence for Private Peter Kleinkopf, who was executed by a firing squad at the Benicia Barracks the following July. Goodness, that is a very dramatic event. I seem to recall that you authored a booklet about this man. What was his crime? Kleinkopf was a desperado and a deserter who slashed one of his fellow soldiers in a robbery attempt and then slapped leather out of town. Eventually, he was implicated in at least two murders and multiple other crimes. He was captured in Sacramento and taken to Benicia where he was court-martialed and Lincoln approved the sentence. Kleinkopf was executed by a firing squad about 100 yards from the uh, museum buildings where we're recording this interview. Hmm, perhaps he's one of the restless spirits that I'm told roam these buildings. That is quite the tale. But now let's get back to the other story, the one which features a fictional account of a visit to Benicia by one John Squeebob. Tell us about this Professor John Phoenix and the military railroad survey that was taking place presumably between the San Francisco City Hall and the Mission Dolores in San Francisco. Right. A distance of about a mile, mile and a half or so. Professor John Phoenix published a series of comic sketches called Burlesques in the book Phoenixiana, published in 1855. It was a series. It was a collection of comedic sketches. And uh, the first one described a large military action to build a railroad in downtown San Francisco between the Mission and the City Hall, which, as you all know, you can walk in about an hour. In the book, it took the Army thousands of men, thousands of dollars, and much hand-wringing and nepotism to complete the project. And, of course, everything broke down when they hit the taverns of Market Street. Well, it sounds very amusing. So, I guess reprehensible padded government invoices, nepotism, and general incompetence were just as common during Lincoln's day as today. 
No wonder President Lincoln enjoyed it so much that he wanted to share it with his White House guests. Can you describe the scene that evening? Who attended? Well, you know, Lincoln enjoyed a good, often ribald joke and liked to read satire, especially at dinners. Now, some of Lincoln's cabinet and confidants thought it undignified to read satire at a formal dinner at the White House. But Lincoln was president, after all, and it was his house, and he could do as he liked. Feniciana was his favorite satire. On the evening of the night that he was mortally injured by the scoundrel John Wilkes Booth, Lincoln had two guests over, Richard Oglesby, governor of Illinois, and General Ishan Haney. They were reading Feniciana and enjoying the evening, reading the chapter on Squeebob and Benicia, page 78. That was Lincoln's last read. These two men were longtime friends, and General Haney had been to Benicia in 1846 when, as a captain, he had selected the site of the Benicia arsenal. So in addition to the humor of the read, there was a personal connection. Now, the chapter that we're talking about related the adventures of John P. Squeebaugh, a dandy from the east, visiting Benicia and confronting the obstacles of a rickety ship used as a pier, the muddy streets, and the fleas. Oh, the fleas. Benicia and all of California was known for bedbugs and fleas. Oh, dear. <laughs> as is depicted in the motion picture of Lincoln, Mrs. Lincoln called the president down to dinner for the third time and the last time. The president turned to his guests and said, I want to stay, but I have to go. And he walked into history. It's really chilling to think that that was the last thing that he was ever able to read. The fictional character of this Professor Phoenix was the character based on an historic figure of some sort, a, a real-life individual? The Professor Phoenix and Jean P. Squibob were the fictional creations of George Horatio Derby. Uh, Derby was a captain in the topographical engineers, graduated West Point with General Grant. After serving honorably in the Mexican War, he was assigned to California in 1850 to survey rivers, ports, and anchorages. In fact, his survey and plans for San Diego are reflected in a design of the current port. Upon his return to the East, Derby published Phoenixiana, his collection of sketches and short stories based upon his experiences in the West. He died in 1861, and after the war, his wife and friends published a second book of his works. Well, what a fascinating and colorful individual. Are those books still in print today? Yes, actually both of them. And they're available at Tokshop Nation. Well, that's fantastic. I know our listeners will be keen to read this historic piece of satire and to support our wonderful local bookshop. And they will undoubtedly be interested in reading your pamphlet on Klein Kopf as well when the museum reopens, which we hope is going to be very soon. Thank you, Jim. I learned a lot today, as did our listeners. We're out of time again like everybody to know that you can check the museum website archives online at www.beniciahistoricalmuseum.org for other podcasts, images, and narratives. And be sure to visit the museum at 2060 Camel Road when it reopens. If you wish, donate online and be sure to like us on Facebook. And remember, the history of California is written in the story of Benicia.